Okay, great. We're live. Second uh, session of this Marketers Mastermind podcast. Super excited to have my good friend join us today, Christian Hopper, Hope, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> and we're going to uh, go deep into the subject of discounting in e-commerce. Quite a contentious issue, one that's being talked about a lot at the moment. And we're going to talk about the good ways to apply discounts, if there is some. Um, the bad and when it can go ugly as well and some of the nuances that you need to consider especially uh, when setting up a brand from scratch because I feel as though a lot of people just dive in and I think you think the same Christian and don't really consider the downsides of throwing discounts out everywhere but we'll get into that shortly so Christian why don't you just give us a quick intro into who you are and what your background is in DTC to date Cool. Yeah, super excited to talk about one of my favorite topics, discounts. Um, I've been working in digital like 12 years, um, most recently D2C at Waterdrop and now with several uh, brands. Um, and yeah, super excited to talk about discounts. I think it's a very controversial topic, as you said, and um, very excited to talk about the good, maybe, <laughs> and more about the other parts. Let's, let's see if we can find any goods because I know we've, we've both got strong views on this. So let's start at the beginning, right? Let's say me and you are going into business to start a new brand together. Um, and then we're having a, a, a discussion, right, about unit economics or margins on the products, what marketing channels we're going to launch. And then I turn around and say to you, okay, why don't we give 10% off to new customers? We'll do 10% off in a win-back flow, 20% off in an abandoned cart, um, and then we'll do 15% to affiliates. And basically, we create a batch of discount codes and use that as a strategy to grow the brand, and we, we don't even consider any implications of it. What do I need to consider before I go ahead and run this strategy and just create all these codes? Oh, so much, actually. Uh, I think, you know, of course, discount codes will always outperform no discount codes. I think if you are offered as a customer, you can get 10%, 15%, whatever, or no discount code. I mean, it's obvious that most people would choose discount codes. Um, but one of the first things I would say is that, you know, we should not only talk about revenue, like top line, but also the impact, as you already mentioned, on margins. And I think, like the topic of unit economics, how much margin do you actually have on a, on a sale is something that is totally underrated. It has so much more impact. Um, and also the mathematics, I think many people don't understand that giving 10% discount um, means actually much more than just 10%. Um, if I can just give a, an example, because I talked about this today with, with the client. And if you say that you have, you sell something for $10 and your margin is $5 or 50% and you give 10% discount, the margin will be 40% instead of 50%. But then, you know, for 50% margin, you need ROAS return on ad spend of two to be at conversion margin break even. If you just have 40% margin, you need two and a half, ROAS two and a half. So it's actually 25% higher return on ad spend. And this, if you ask any marketer, honestly, uh, to get 25% increase on a return on ad spend, this is super, super hard to do. So, you know, many brands just say, okay, we increased revenue with, discount strategies and so on and so on it's great but you know have you considered actually what it does to your margins after all so that's one of the first things i would um, definitely challenge when we talk about discount codes 
So would you say the most fundamental thing, uh, it sounds fairly obvious, right? But it's, it's actually crazy. I think even how many brand owners don't even consider, but like knowing your numbers is absolutely crucial. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's definitely, I think most brands don't know their numbers well enough, I would say. Uh, don't think about it. Uh, don't measure it. Don't talk about it. Like don't have, yeah, don't measure it on an ongoing basis. And definitely when it comes to discount codes, it's very easy, right? You say, okay, we're going to push sales. Uh, yes, you can push sales, definitely. Um, but, you know, it sales everything in the end. So, Yeah. A couple of things I want to go a little bit deeper on. Um, how do you, how, what's one of the ways you'll be able to measure the impact of using discounts for not using discounts in relation to profitability? Is there any where system that you have to like monitor yeah. the long-term effects of this exactly yeah no definitely very very good so one other thing that discount codes does is um you can challenge yourself if you're attracting right customers so you know a question you know like if you if your products have a certain price why would you discount them are you telling your customers that you know your products are actually not worth what you're charging um you know is this what you're saying or what what is the actually the reason to give them a discount code and um, then, you know, if you look at long-term impact, um, I found it throughout any company that those discounts, shoppers, bargain hunters, whatever you want to call them, definitely have a lower customer lifetime value along the way, have worse customer revenue cohorts. So it's really also kind of a, a measurement or also some kind of entry level um, you know, when, when you acquire new customers, you want to acquire the most loyal and best customers. So those that have the highest purchasing power and those are definitely not those that uh, just shop because of the discount code. That's very interesting. So especially at the top of the funnel, by having a lot of discounts, you may be attracting a worse type of customer that's Absolutely. more conducive to long-term profitability. And obviously there's, there's some serious effects as well of devaluing the brand from the very first interaction that I think a lot of people don't consider Absolutely. Uh, that, that's another point. Um, and one more thing, it's not only you acquire the wrong or not the wrong, but not the best customers, but you also need to think that those customers that um, that you acquire, they're also going to refer other customers to some extent. So also kind of cheaper customers or customers who are more discount shoppers would also not refer um, customers with higher purchasing power. So it's also kind of a cycle. Um, you know, when Pinterest started, for example, or any other brand, they really made sure that the first content on their platform is super valuable because, you know, that's kind of attracting the right customers. And I think it's the same for brands. Uh, when you start out, especially which customers do you want to attract that then talk about your brand. And as you said, you know, it's uh, one thing that you can't really measure is the impact on branding. Um, if you have a discount every other uh, for every occasion, uh, I think that what does it do about your brand, you know? As mentioned, do you say I'm not? I'm charging you something that's it, that my product is not worth. So yeah, that's, that's super super tough. Yeah, and one thing that we've seen, sorry, one thing I've seen is that oh, you, know, you educate customers. You educate customers towards discount codes. So I mean, me personally, as a shopper, I go to a shop and the first thing I try is newsletter ten, welcome ten, anything like this that works. You know, all the safe ten, safe twenty. What is the highest discount code that I can get? And actually, that's you know it seems almost like all agencies brands or most of them not all i know use the same uh, methods and the same techniques and it's it's shocking how often it works <laughs> right much. 
why i mean i have my own thoughts on this and it, yeah. it's been something i've sort of tried to pull us away from becoming dependent on but why do a lot of marketers turn to discounts so regularly when they work with brands yeah i guess because you know as mentioned it if you have the choice as a customer to use a discount code or not it will definitely push sales and i think also that's something for brands to consider what are the what are the kpis they measure also uh, marketers their in-house teams or the agency starts is it really pushing sales or is it helping them win long term uh, just you know long term is much harder to to measure and the impact on branding is super tough so of course short term it's always the same you know you can just use discount codes if i had a brand and i was i would you know sell it and was one month before the exit i would discount the hell out of everything uh, yeah. to push uh, top line you know and maybe that's the right strategy for some brands at some point yeah yeah, but as you said, there is definitely long-term implications for yeah. that. How about like if you if you're not going to use discount codes, then and obviously mm -hmm. there's many other strategies, but we're just focused on discount codes. How do you think that impacts channels like affiliates and influencers as well, which is like heavily leveraged yeah. with discount codes? Definitely. So. Um, I mean, why why influencers, for example, use discount codes is mostly to track performance. And you know, I'm a big fan of zero-party data. So that's when, for example, the when you ask on the order thank you page or the confirmation page, the customer, how did you hear about us? Um, and you get like the most significant touch, the most honest answer, in my opinion. That's also how I would, for example, measure influencer as a, as a channel. And I've seen great results, actually better results than on influencer codes. So I think that's the reason for why most brands use uh, discount codes in influencer marketing. Um, and um, for affiliate, yeah, I mean, you know, this friend referral stuff, um, we had customers, I've seen customers that uh, gathered uh, like 200,000 euros worth of, of product of product to purchase within a, within a week because they put their discount codes. I don't know how they hack the system on affiliate pages, you know, and whenever someone used them, they got... Uh, some some value to to purchase from, so you know it, it is it is a very fraudulent system, and um, if you if you just Google your brand name plus discount code, you will see all the discount yeah. uh, pages, and you you will not like it, I guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I think it goes back to as you said, a wider discussion of are you attracting the right customer yeah. for the best interaction, not just absolutely. Yeah. The discounts uh, hunters. I'm also a, a big fan as well of using dynamic codes when we, you know we do use any type of discount. In my opinion, it, it, it just has to be dynamic. That way, it's not open yeah. to abuse and being posted Absolutely. on other websites. Absolutely, absolutely. That that definitely makes sense. Huh? Okay, I know we've covered a lot of the, <laughs> the downsides already <laughs> of yeah. discounts, and we'll we'll come back onto that, but. There is, in my opinion, still, and, and you know, as you said, gave a couple of examples before, if you want to just clear um, and exit the company, you could definitely use discount codes. When Absolutely. do you think that there's good applications to use them in e-commerce? What's your thoughts overall? Um, well, I think, you know, if you don't overuse them, then discount codes can work. You know, everything that you overuse um, becomes, the, the value um, is, is lower and lower. I mean, uh, you know, uh, in the past, uh, I had like launches with uh, brands like once a quarter, but then it became every month. And then, you know, it became like every second week. And then there was basically an offer. The offers became more aggressive, more aggressive. 
And what you see is, of course, I, I compared to like using drugs. I mean, I never use drugs, but just saying that, you know, I think it's yeah. like this first the impact is really high and you like it, you enjoy it because wow, the impact is really good. Then you want to try it again. And the more often you use it, the less impact it has. And then you start using stronger discount codes to still have an impact. But at some point it's, it's just um, too much and you cannot get get off it anymore because you train customers and i saw comments on, on facebook groups where customers said why should i purchase regularly since i'm a customer since one year and there's a discount code every every two weeks so yeah. you know why should i ever purchase regularly so i think you know if you overdo it then it, it gets bad but if you for a birthday or something like this you know it can feel like appreciation and um you know if you have one black friday event a year of course yeah. that's a good occasion but you know, if the more often you use it, uh, be very careful with this. Um, the less impact it will have. Absolutely, and and I've seen this a lot last year with a couple of brands who we work with, where they they were so aggressive with sales targets throughout the year. And I understand sometimes, especially if you take on an external investments as well, you almost have an obligation to show a level of revenue. Yeah. Um, but exactly. they got into a, a, a point where it became the default thing, like a drug, as you said, to use discounts to drive revenue. But when it did come to these major sales events, they noticed that the sales were like half of last year. Yeah. And it's like, what happens? Well, for me, it's fairly obvious. What's the reason to buy anymore? And the brands is just, they can permanently become a discount brand. So then absolutely, that creates a huge amount of stress as well. Absolutely. I mean, I think if the price is the argument why you should purchase from brand, and as a brand, you need to go back and ask, yeah. okay, you can you provide to the customer why should they actually purchase your product, you know, and challenge challenge everything because if the only differentiation is the price, then you know, and your price is higher than the competition uh, without a discount code, then you know you're just lying to yourself if you're constantly handing out discount codes. So, um, I think mm -hmm. having a great product, having great customer experience, and making People, you know, love your brand, love your product is, is key to, to make them purchase. It's definitely not a buying decision for, for most um, customers. Okay, so definitely special occasions then are a good use case of when you can leverage them to make people yeah. feel appreciated, as you said. How about this is something that's widespread, de-risking the first purchase like via a pop-up. What's your opinion on this? Tough. I mean, you know, I, I read on LinkedIn also not long time ago, the comparison, if you walk into a store and after two meters, you someone smashes a banner into your face and say, hey, sign up. You know, it's like you just wanted to go and get your things or have a look and you immediately get, you know, hey, here. And, you know, uh, so I think that's not really um, customer centric and not really a great uh, customer journey after all. Um, and yeah I, i'm not a big fan of, of that in general i think if you do it you know again in a subtle way that makes sense and integrate well you can do it but again you don't know the incremental uplift if you do it for everyone for just say okay you're a first-time customer get 10 percent off what is your message you know as a brand you say okay my, my product is not worth the price um so i think that lead generation um if you cannot provide any other value than than a discount code then you should also think about what, what is your value that you can provide to 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 your customers or potential customers your prospects um, and i think there should be more than that you know you should think about your content strategy what actual value can you provide to help them solve a problem without even even if they decide not to purchase your product 
is there something that from a content perspective or your expertise you can help uh, as a brand for the customer and i'm sure they will come back to you, you know? definitely that's that's very uh, good interesting points i think you, you raised an important point as you said if you start to just compete on price then you're commoditizing yourself to just compete against you know the lowest common denominator and that that's like a race to the bottom and there's only usually going to be one winner in that and in my experience it's just amazon (laughs) exactly (laughs) but you can't you can't and and we worked with um, a huge company about two years ago now and basically they went into a war with amazon and this was just a small category for amazon um in supplements and essentially even though it was they were a supplement retailer and it was the whole business for amazon Mm. they were they don't even need to make a profit on supplements. In fact, they can yeah. lose because they know in the long term they're taking, yeah. you know, your business exactly. away. And, and this yeah. is what happens, unfortunately. And there was they, they lost that underpinning value that they provided to their customers. And they had an amazing community, which was yeah. you know, their true value proposition. But when they competed on price with yeah. codes, it became like a drug that was never able to be taken away. Yeah, and that would be a whole do- different topic. I think super interesting to, uh, to talk about this, you know, in a different session. How can you actually provide more value, or how can you make your customers yeah, yeah. purchase on your site, not on Amazon? Uh, loyalty and, and programs and so on and so on. So much, so much here. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That this is a um, this is a huge topic in itself. Another discussion for another day. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay, so the final point. Um, <laughs> so to cover this already, problems with rely. So let's say you've went down the route. You're using discount mm. codes everywhere. Um, I know, as I said, we've covered some of the major points, but you mentioned tracking was one of them as well. Like tracking, like the long term implications. Uh, yeah. What about yeah. customer service headaches? Have you seen any problems with this? We've worked with a couple of brands again who have became so reliant on codes that when they don't produce them, they start to get customers nag their, their customer support, say like, when, when is there going to be a code or when can I use one? And as you said, they're deferring yeah. the purchase. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to get clean from, from this addiction, if I can call it like this, is, is super tough. Um, honestly, if you want, if you are down that path and you want to change, I would still recommend to do that. Uh, you know, just slowly start um, not using discount codes or start being less aggressive. Um, it's super tough. It will take time to acquire new customers. But, you know, again, look at your customer and especially your revenue cohorts. So customers who purchased in a month or at, at uh, or first time with a discount versus without a discount and compare um, how this segment, yeah. how this cohort of customers developer develops over time. And you will see massive differences. I mean, I've seen like factor 50% lower with discount codes uh, first purchase. Um, that's that's the thing. It's in general acquisition. You know why we talk about AOV. There's two hypotheses. One is get a very low customer acquisition cost in the first purchase, and then try to upsell them, which is one hypothesis. And many brands do with offering a low um, first entry product versus having a higher entry product and a, you know having a higher customer acquisition cost, but maybe even already a better margin on the first purchase, acquiring more valuable customers that also develop better over time. Um, so that's not only related to discount codes, but also um, I've seen, you know, we did tests where we just took out the entry product for $15 and had the next entry product was $49 and the AOV went from 27 to 62 overnight, literally. 
Um, and uh, if you have if you have that at the same ROAS, you will acquire much more valuable customers. And I think the same is for discount codes. Yeah, this sort of ties into something you were bringing up, I think, on one of my posts yesterday. It's very important to have like that data-driven culture in an organization to track things like this oh, yeah. rather than just speculating on them. Do you have any advice for people on how to start to get a grip of like these theories and put them to the test and actually keep on top of them because i feel as though a lot of people have an in the intention like oh yeah that makes sense what they're saying but they struggle to sort of test a new hypothesis and find a way forward how did you used to do things when you were at water drop i mean honestly this is a really really difficult topic because um i think um having a bigger picture in mind here and not you know um I think the biggest issue with testing is that you sometimes look at very small things and you do individual tests um, without seeing the bigger picture. So I think prioritization is one very important thing and also really understanding what you're testing, having a solid hypothesis and also really understanding what certain metrics tell you. You know, If someone tells me I have a return on ad spend of two, I, I, that's nothing. You know, I wanna know what is it's uh, split up on the process there. You know, Is it because there's the OV is very high uh, is it because, you know, what is the reason for that? So really going into details. So I think the whole testing um, uh, framework that, that to implement that across all departments is, is really, really tough and something that uh, would probably be too much to talk about now, but it's super important yeah. Um, in general now. Yeah, yeah, that again, another topic for, for another topic. day. <laughs> AOV, testing, experimentation, I mean, these are, these are deep topics and um, yeah, <laughs> need their own dedicated sessions, definitely. Definitely. So, okay, so we, we've talked about some of the pros and not many of <laughs> the cons of, of using um, discounts. What's a better way forward for most brands? I know we talked a little bit before about adding value. Like, would that be yeah. your fundamental take-home message, like focus on adding value as opposed to relying on codes? Yeah, definitely. I, th I think if you have a strong, if you want to have a strong brand perception, um, discount codes will likely not fit in there. If you start with discount codes, you definitely put yourself in this corner of I'm um, yeah. competing with price. So it's already you are already attracting price sensitive customers. It might work for some, you know, for some brands it's the right strategy, but for for many probably not. And again, you know, what is your differentiation? Why do your customers purchase from you? What are the problems your customers have? How can you solve them? What value can you provide them? How can you make it a great experience to purchase from you? Also as a brand, what value do you stand for? What values do you, you stand for um, and communicate about them? Not be average, you know? Uh, I think there are so many topics to talk about, but I think these are the fundamentals and short, short term, you will always win with discount codes in terms of revenue. Um, but long-term, it's very hard to measure. And I think it's a very dangerous path to take out. I think that that's a very important thing that you raised as well. Discount codes can also distort long-term brand positioning because if you are sustainable and, and focused on the environment and you have these other selling points, then when you just compete on price, customers become obsessed with just thinking about that. And it's yeah. very subtle change, but over time, it's like, why do you buy from those guys? It's like, oh, because they give me codes what, rather than others. Oh, you know, they're sustainable. They use recyclable packaging. Um, 
you know, take water drop, like it keeps me hydrated. Like people just forget all of these benefits. It becomes, oh, it's, it's, you know, good price. And then as you said, they're talking to other people go, actually, I seen it cheaper on Amazon. And then you're yeah, in that perpetual yeah. cycle of you're the discount brand. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff, Chris. Super interesting. I think we, we could have probably went even deeper, but if people want to contact you, find out more, what's the best way to speak to you? LinkedIn? I guess LinkedIn, yeah. Cool. Cool. We'll tag you in this. But thank you very much for your time. If anyone's got any Thanks, comments, questions for Chris, feel free to drop them um, in the comment threads. But otherwise, going to end this year. Thanks once again for your time, mate, and I'll speak to you soon. Speak soon. Thanks, Adam.